Hello and welcome back to another episode of Drama School Dropout. This week it's episode 106 and as per usual my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout and this week I am joined by a fantastic actor who is best known for playing Gadget in This Is England and from his recent leading role in ITV's The Walk-In. Please welcome to the podcast, Andrew Ellis. Drama School Dropout no graduation day for you, drama school dropout. Fucked your whole course, now try something new, drama school dropout. Welcome to the podcast. How are we? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. How are you doing? It's nice to nice to meet you. Yes, very nice to meet you too. I'm good for this fine Tuesday morning. It's just yeah. afternoon now, isn't it? It's afternoon now. Yeah, it's getting into the afternoon now. I've got kids, so it feels like evening to me. Yeah, fuck that. Um, this time of the day. <laughs> Never. <laughs> get up way too early. <laughs> I don't, like, do you know what, right? I think it might just be me because, like, all my mates are having kids. I had this moment the other day where my mate texted me and was like, because it was like the three days of the year that it was hot in Scotland. And they were like, we're going to have a drink. Do you want to have a drink? And I was like, yeah, I'll have a bottle of beer. I don't really drink anywhere. And we were sat there and I genuinely looked about and one had his kid with him. One has a kid that's due any day. The other one, he's like me and doesn't have his life sorted out. And I was just sort of sat there like before the pandemic hit, we were all like partying and had no shred of responsibility whatsoever. Now I'm sat here two of my mates have got kids what the fuck's going on it creeps in on you man it creeps in on you i remember sort of feeling the, the same way because i was like it was we were 24 when we had our first uh when we had our eldest and yeah like i remember like, that's how old out, i am like, now that's people, oh there you go there you scary go then, yeah. as fuck yeah man yeah yeah um but i, I always felt because my mum had me very young my mum had me at like 18 and her mum had her at like 18 so when i was a kid i was always like Oh, I'm gonna. It's like a Russian doll or something. Like I'm gonna have a kid yeah. at 18, and then obviously enjoyed alcohol and like going out and stuff at 18, and just didn't want to do that. I don't know how people do it. It's amazing, man. It's the best thing I've ever done. But similar to you, like I remember, you know, sitting there at um, friends' parties. You know, it wasn't like sat in the kitchen at 3 a.m. anymore. It was going round at like 3 p.m. with a bottle yeah. of wine and hello. Oh, she's cute. Oh, look at her. <laughs> she looks like you. And it just changes you. And then you know, and then. You just set into it, I guess. It's one of them. I said some people do, some people yeah. don't. But yeah, I give myself food poisoning done. on the regular. So like, <laughs> just don't hand me your child. Like that's yeah. All, don't all look after kids as young. <laughs> no, it is. It's mad. It was just. It was that thought of like, because it's it's been a pandemic thing. Like obviously, mm. we didn't see each other as much as we would have liked to have seen each other. And we went into the pandemic. I was twenty one when. Well, the some of them started. did. Some of them yeah. have seen each other more than they should have been if they were having kids. <laughs> well, they were all like bubbled up and shit. Yeah, like, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> it was like I was twenty-one when we went into the pandemic. Yeah, that's it, and it man, it's t- like two years of. I'm now now twenty-five next year, <laughs> and it feels like like I feel like all these kids that are going on like, well, we lost seventeen and eight. Like, try having your eighteenth birthday during lockdown, and I'm like. I think I would have rather had it then. Yeah, yeah. I started lockdown in 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 the last sort of year of my twenties, mm. and then came out of it in my thirties, and that's weird. That's yeah. weird because now I sit like like you like I still feel like I'm sort of in my twenties. I like, feel like I lost my early twenties. Oh, much older. <laughs> yeah, I, I lost my last bit, my, my youth. <laughs> yeah, like I feel like the time that you sort of 
allowed to just go a bit mental. I lost that because we were stuck at home. Yeah. And now yeah. I'm sort of come out of it and it's like, oh, you're an adult now. you got to pay council tax. What the fuck? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? You've got to like, be sensible. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird world. But enough about the pandemic because I, I know we're all <laughs> fucking sick. I know I'm fucking sick of talking about it, even though I talk about it every week. Um <laughs> How's life? Because like we're in this sort of weird little bubble where we're allowed out, but we've still got to be careful. And I imagine having kids, it's even worse because you don't want to give them anything. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of sort of I was like really panicky throughout. Um, I, you know, I've got sort of older um, family members who, who are a bit ill, and 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 I've I, I at the beginning like I've got asthma, so I was like, oh my god. Mm. Um, and I think like I've got a bit of PTSD from that really still because I do that like we, we're obviously we're in the we're in the sort of summer holidays uh, in in England with the kids so I've had like six weeks of like we went back last week oh did the, yeah I know Scotland is yeah. slightly different and my neighbours have the noisiest <laughs> fucking kids ever and I'm so glad to get rid of them. <laughs> It's probably mine you can hear from yeah. there, to be fair. <laughs> I got up. I was just, I just happened to be up early on their first day back. And my my next one name was my mate. And she come around and she was like, what are you doing up? I was like, I'm just making sure they go. <laughs> Get them to school. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no. So like I've been sort of like this, this summer holidays has been strange because I'm kind of going, oh, should we go and do this? And I'm like, oh, can we? Oh yeah, we can do that now. Like mm. you still kind of feel like, oh, do we have to book it? Or do we have to? You know, dude, and it's like, no, everything's kind of sort of normal now. So it's, yeah, it's... um. There was some weird shit during that time, though, wasn't there? Yeah, there was some crazy things. Um, And, and do you know what, like, because, like I say, I, I, sort of my, my wife's a nurse, so she was, like, working yeah. throughout and stuff. Um, But I I, just, I, I mean, I had a, I had a kind of nice time, me, with the kids. It was stressful, and it was mad. Um, but I kind of just sort of like to know. I mean, there's times where I'm like, no, like I, you know, but like say a bit of PTSD on it. Where I'm like, I don't mm. never want to go back to that. But we had like a we had like a Disney World day where like I turned the house into like Disney World for them and just little daft things like that where yeah. we just kind of have to think out of the box. You know, walking to the local woods that you know you'd never go into and mm. for probably right reasons. But <laughs> during lockdown, pe- people people were in it enjoying it for for mm. a woodland and not like you know, um, a teenager's yeah, drinking no, spot. A teenager's drinking spot, or worse, it's you know, you know quite what? a rough area. <laughs> like, oh, same. I live right. I don't know if you follow football. <laughs> I live right across the road from Celtic Park. Ah, uh, right. I, heard you, I, I was listening to uh, Tomo's podcast. I think you were talking. I'm the same as you, man. When it comes to football, I'm like, nah, could not know. give a fuck. Yeah, yeah. Oh. I'm, I'm like, I'm a Man United fan, kind of by default. Uh, child of the nineties. Um, but yeah, I've not really followed it for for many years now. No, all my mates are devout <clears throat> football fans. Half of my mates are Rangers Same. fans, half of my mates are Celtic fans. So there's all of that going on. I genuinely could not give a fuck. And I had somebody on the podcast not long ago, the episodes, it, yeah, it will be out now. It was Aaron McCosker from Shameless. And he texted mm. me the other day and was like, any chance you can get Celtic and Madrid tickets? And I was like, I have absolutely <laughs> no idea how to go about getting tickets for a football game. Like, do you not just yeah. Google that shit? Yeah, yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Like, but yeah, I did text my mate, man. and I was like, "Can you get him any of these tickets?" And I don't know what and my mate was like. No, we're sneaking in. <laughs> yeah, I'm but, the yeah. same. Growing up, growing up in Manchester, it's uh, you know half your mates are blue, half your mates are red. So it's I just don't care, I just don't get involved. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's one of them things. I do, like I said, I could not give a fuck, but 
I do like winding my Rangers mates up. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I will just call them a dirty hun for no reason. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of connotations with with Celtic and Rangers with sort of like c- c- Catholicism. Yeah, what is it? it's all religious. I'm, I'm an atheist, so uh, I don't know. Yeah, the very yeah, yeah I don't believe in any of that either. Um, yeah, Celtics, Catholic, and yeah, that's Protestants. Crazy. But what I'd, what I'd you like to ask everybody that comes on the podcast is how did you get into acting, and what was your first ever role? And we love a good nativity story. I couldn't say that word there. Yeah, we love a good nativity <laughs> story. It's, it's religion's um, cursed me. Can't yeah, say nativity. Yeah, yeah, same. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. So I I did acting in in school and that. Um, and and I was one of the 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 three wise men as we called them the three kings or whatever they were in in the nativity which was funny because when we did the the, the press shoots for this is England ninety we all dressed up at uh, this England eighty six eighty eight we all dressed up in like nativity scenes and I and I was I was a, a wise man again so I was like this is nice this has come full circle call back um yeah yeah um but uh, how did they get into acting just when I got in high school, I don't know really. I have to be quiet because my wife's downstairs. But I, I really fancied the girl in the year above me, and she <laughs> did um, she did drama and and dance and stuff like that. And I was quite a loud kid. I was the funny mm. kid, and and I fancied her. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna go drama then. If she's doing drama after school, I'm gonna do drama after school. <laughs> uh, went along and did it, and then just I just kind of fell in love with the drama and not the girl and got the drama and not the girl well you eventually got the girl just in case your wife's listening yeah yeah, yeah. i got i got a different girl the, the one yeah. i got the one luckily you got the right girl <laughs> i got the right one but yeah no so um and obviously in high school did you know all the typical school plays and you know things like that and then when uh we were in going into the last year our school was used as a set for an ITV program called Marion Again, I think it was called, with Stephen Tomkinson. So they used all the kids as extras. Like, they were like, oh, it's during the summer holidays, you can come in for like three days and you get paid, I think it was like 50 quid a day, which like for us at 14 was like, wow. Like, yeah. One lottery. Yeah, oh yeah, pretty much. Like I did the three days, so I got 150 quid. So I went out and bought like a phone on a contract and all that, thinking I was balling. And then from that, casting directors just sort of started sending things to to the school. Because at the time, it was quite a good school, my school, for creative arts and stuff. It's it's closed now. It's, it's reopening again next year. But it, it, it had a little bit of funding behind it, which was nice, which I think in turn spurred me and, and a couple of my friends. One of my friends is, is an actor as well from that school. So, you know, they had like a nice dance studio and a drama studio all that built so it was really nice anyway so this casting director started sending things through and then one of them was for this thing called bulldogs i went and auditioned for that it turned out it wasn't called bulldogs it was called this is england i think that was like a working title and yeah went went and auditioned for that with a couple of my mates i originally auditioned for the part of the bully who later became who later became harvey Michael Socker's character. And on the day, they asked me to come back and read for this other part, this, this gadget part. And yeah, I went in and read with with one of the, the older actors. And then later on, my mum came over and she went, I think you've done well. That cameraman over there said you said you were really good. And I looked over and went, that's Stephen Graham, mum. That's not a cameraman. He's like a really, he's like a really good actor. He's like and Britain's then, yes. crown gem right now. Yeah. But my mum didn't have a clue. She thought he was like just in there helping out. She's like, oh, yeah. He said you did really well. I was like, no, I've just did this improvisation scene with him. It's Stephen Graham. He's been in like at the time, like Snatch would, would have been his like his, his big film. And then, yeah, from then on, I got cast as, as Gadget in This Is England. And then, Kind of just working ever since, really. I, I went to college after that and did um, did a two-year drama course because um, I know this is obviously um, drama yeah. school dropout. 
I didn't actually go to drama school. Uh, and I which think that's, I've, that's because... Which I found out the other day when, when your agent texted me and was like, research is wrong, because... For anybody that doesn't yeah, know, I do, yeah, yeah. I do extensive research and I, I triple check <laughs> all of my sources. And it just, it was like this. I, I don't know. It's finding out if somebody went to drama school seems to be the hardest thing you can do on the internet. Is it? Okay. Like okay. the amount of people that I'll be like, I don't know if they go to drama school, so I'll just put it on the questions if applicable. Yeah. yeah. And they'll be like, yeah, I went to RADA. <laughs> I went to Lambda. And I'm like, how <laughs> the fuck I did, have I not found this? Like, how is it not? And it said, I think it was like the Carlton TV workshops. I think it was your Wikipedia yeah. page. So whoever's yeah. doing that, they need sacked. Yeah. So what I think that is, I think I mentioned it to, to my agent. I don't if we go back to you so when when this is england came out so like 90 percent of the cast like all like you know chanel creswell danielle watson andrew shane vicky mcclaw yeah most of them they all went to carlton tv studios in nottingham uh, yeah. brilliant place like i every i wish i went there like it, <laughs> yeah. it looked like the best thing in the world and the actors that come from there you know jack o'connell you know the the, the, the talent that comes from that place is unbelievable. So I wish I went there. <laughs> um, but I think what it must have been when when This Is England came out, because it was only like myself, Joe Gilgan, and probably Thomas Turgus from the sort of gang that didn't go there. Yeah. Um, I think it was just kind of like a, a press pack that must have gone out saying, oh, yeah, like studied there, you know, mm. all kind of bungers all together. And um, so it's come up a few times. And I really do, I really do regret not living in Nottingham and, <laughs> and going there. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could just start saying you did go. Well, yeah, I might, I might just do. It. Yeah, oh yeah, it was great. You know, Ian Smith was brilliant. We learned a lot. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> no, I never did the drama school route. Like I say, I went to college. I did two years acting at the uh, Manchester City College, and I loved it. It was great. You know, it was really good. But I just, when it came to like picking drama schools and stuff, I was working already. So I was kind of like, you're doing it without the debt. That's it. Like, I, I, yeah, exactly. That. Yeah, I'm, I'm a working class lad. Like. When I found out, like, because I never knew anything about university or drama school or anything like that. Like, it's just not the done thing in my family. I've got one cousin who went to uni. Uh, and he's the cousin who went to uni. That's, like, how he's known. You know, I'm the only one that's in my family that's been. There you go. And you'll always have that now. <laughs> um, yeah. But, yeah, at the time, it just wasn't the done the done. I think uni's a little bit more kind of expected now. Yeah. But at the time, like, it was just not the done thing, I don't think. So when I realised that, one, you had to pay enormous amounts to go to drama oh, school. Oh, it's mad. It's just ridiculous. And then two... That's why I stayed in Scotland, it's free. Yeah, exactly, man. Exactly. Bloody, that is amazing, that. Like, I just, I don't understand how... It presents its own problems, not going <clears> to <throat> lie, especially with drama school, presents massive right, problems. okay. Like the conservatoire, no Scottish people can get in it. Because a lot of people are coming coming over for the free. And, like, well, we're getting... If, if you're the conservatoire, you're getting a Scottish person come in and I think they get paid 1,800 quid for the year. You get an American come in or an English person, so the English people are paying nine grand a year. The Americans are paying upwards of 50. Jeez. And it's okay. like, like, I know loads of fucking actors in Scotland. Like, loads of them. Maybe three of them went to the conservatoire. Wow. I, I was just going to say, like, I, I'm a massive fucking lefty anyway, so I think education just should just be free. Anyway, you know, because it, it, it provides workers for the future who then go on to carry on the economy. It's batshit mental that it's not free everywhere. Yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, I get, but the, the problems that are caused there is because it's not free in other countries. So they come over to Scotland and, and take up places for, for, for Scottish well, people. Well, it's, which, it's yeah, not it's free if, if, like, somebody comes from England. <laughs> 
but it's a financial aspect of like, well, English students, right. we get paid more to take them on. And it's right, yeah. It's so crazy. And I, I say this all the time, and I really it's it's crazy that I literally live a 25 minute walk walk away from one of the best drama schools in the world mm. and yet cannot get the mm. feathers I've got fourth round in. Oh Jesus. The six rounds. And I've auditioned for them four times and it's a hundred quid a pop just to audition. Yeah, and that as well, you have to pay to audition. Like that is just ludicrous. That is just ludicrous. That's come and pay to be in our gang. No. Yeah. No. No, it's it's crazy. But yeah, that's 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 the reason why when it came to in college, you know, we we had I think we had classes where it was like go and research drama schools and stuff like that. And I just spent it playing games on the internet because I was like, I'm not cool maths games. I'm not yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not maths games, mate. Be terrible. No, like, it yeah, wasn't I, maths games. It was a website that was designed to look like a maths game, but it had oh, normal games okay. on it. That was how you bypassed see, the internet blockers. Right. See, we didn't have internet blockers in school because it was before like internet blockers were probably a thing. Mm. Just sat at the back of the class watching porn. Yeah, probably was. They probably was kids doing that, not me. Honestly, mum. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So, I wasn't so, yeah, even so mum. We had internet blockers. Yeah, yeah, we had internet blockers all in our school, mum. Um, but yeah, so when it came to looking at drama schools and stuff, I was just kind of like, I'm doing it anyway. Like the, the ultimate yeah. aim is to get an agent. I had an agent. I had bits of work. And, you know, I was kind of, like I say, I missed a little bit of college because I was working and stuff anyway. So, you know, and it's never, I, I kind of sometimes wish that I'd gone and done it now just to kind of, just to experience it, I guess. Because I'd like to have lived that kind of student life, but then I kind of lived it via a pal of mine went to Leeds Uni and did media. So I kind of just popped up there every other weekend. And, yeah. and when we filmed This Is England 86, I remember listening to, to Tomo's show with you. Like, we, we that was our kind of, um, condensed student life anyway yeah. you know we, we we went fully student crazy on that so like I I dropped out of drama school obviously the title of the show and then the pandemic hit and I went back after the pandemic I had a massive shift in goals during that time so first mm-hmm. first time I was like I'm going to go to drama school and I'm going to become a classically trained actor and learn how to tread the boards and I went back the second time and I went I don't really give a fuck about the degree. I don't really give a fuck about the training. If I get them and if it works, great. I'm going back for connections and opportunities. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah. okay, cool. We've got an improv class, but we've got an audition with the artistic director of Baden the Botanic next week. I'm probably going to f- focus more on that. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, that's that's another good thing, isn't it, about drama school and them and connections and stuff that you make and, and, and kind of almost make for life. It's a little bit like... Um, I mean, I'd swap it like to work you... on a film with um, Shane Meadows, not going to lie. Well, you know, that has its perks as well. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> you know, I didn't go to RADA with, you know, whoever and that. But, you, you know, it's every for me as well with this industry, there's no right way in. No, 100%. Nobody has the same way in. So some people go to drama school and do really well and have a ball or hate it or whatever and then come out and be an actor or come out and, and teach acting or come out and forget acting altogether. So there's no, you know, some people pick it back up again at like 50. I read a really good thing the other day. It was Ethan Lawrence, Bad Education, friend of the pod, episode 47, I think, if you want to go back and listen to anybody. Um, and he said something like, which is quite impressive for me. I never remember what episodes who. Um, I was just going to say, you were like, oh, I read something the other day and it was, uh, uh, and then listed exactly where it was. was No, it was on his Twitter. (laughs) It wasn't, it wasn't from the podcast. He said something, somebody asked him like about getting into the industry and he said, there's no right way of getting in, 
but the only yeah. thing is you need to be really fucking hungry for it. Yeah. Which yeah. is so true. Like the people that I know that are, I've never ever claimed to be the best actor in like any of my drama classes that I've been in. But I will claim that I probably want it more than anyone. Mm. And mm. I think that's where like I look at other people and I'm like, they lose interest after six months of graduating and they're like, I'm going to go and get a real job. Yeah, yeah. You can tell them people. Like I remember going into college and there was a girl there and, and you know, it's, it's been hungry for it and it's been able to just let go of your inhibitions. And uh, I remember going into college and this girl... Not mastered that second part yet. Yeah, yeah. But the tutor was like, okay, everybody, if you just like to take a seat on the floor. And she was like, I'm not sitting on the floor. Oh, and in that. my head, I'd already done a couple of jobs and I was like, you, you're not going to make it, man. You're not going to... Because you do, you know, a lot of people see this as a glamorous job and it can be. There is the nice parties. There is the nice, you know, people giving you nice free shit. That's mm. amazing. But then there's, you know, sitting in a puddle all day for a scene or like, you know, eating the same bangers and mash 25 times because the someone doesn't get the lines right. Probably yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not that glamorous. And as soon as I clock that, I was like, you're probably not going to, in my head, like, she's probably not going to make it because already she, I'm not sitting on the floor. It's like, yeah. you've just kind of got to go with stuff and just kind of, I always say with acting, like, you leave yourself at the door, man. You leave, mm. you know, you've got to have your own kind of, like, you've got to know when to say, no, I'm not doing that and have that kind of, you know, but as well, you've kind of just got to go, trust your director or your tutor and stuff like that and trust that, you know, it is a creative process. So, yeah. What's been your most unglamorous moment? Oh, I've had a few, man. I've had a few over the years. I did a, I did a film a few years back where I was literally sat in a puddle and it wasn't like, oh, the art department have come and made a puddle. It was like oh. in the arse end of London somewhere on some council estate, like high rise flat thing. And it was just a puddle. I was wow. hoping it was rainwater. It might not have been. And I just <laughs> had to kind of lie in. I, I think I had to keep falling in it or something. And we had to do it from like a load of different ones. Oh. Or um, when I did, when we did This Is England, it was a hard, a hard lesson in eating on film. That's the one thing. It's like never eat on film, man. Never eat on film. And I never knew this. I was, it was the first job I ever did. We did like a cafe scene. I think it's when Combo first comes back and then we see him in a cafe or something. I've not watched it in a long time. And I'm sat there eating. you telling me you don't mash. just sit and watch your own films every night? I mean, not every night. <laughs> I have a couple of nights off. Um, I had to sit and eat bangers and mash. And at first I was like, oh yeah, like I'm pretty hungry. And then I must have gone through about, because the way it's shot with This is England, it's improv and Shane likes to capture absolutely everything. I must have gone through about 25 sausages, something like that, which is yeah. a lot of sausages. They man. put food That's... in front of you, you leave it. You... <laughs> yeah. It was Woody Harrelson, I think, said it perfectly. He was like, mm -hmm. when I was on the Hunger Games, I, I just rolled food around the plate. Yeah, yeah. I'll just take little bites or, or yeah, something insignificant that you can't really notice that much mm. of. But, and it's always before lunch as well. They always shoot them scenes just before lunch. And it's always on the day that they do something really nice for lunch. They've done like really crap stuff all week, and then it's like, oh, they're doing steak today. Yeah, but I've had twenty five <laughs> sausages. Cook to order. <laughs> yeah. The sold out five star play is returning to Webster's Theatre. 
This is where we get off by Ingram Noble and Heather Spiden follows the Moffat family through some of the most difficult days of their lives. Yvonne is seven months pregnant, her husband Philip is constantly disappearing and leaving dodgy phone bills behind, their 18 year old son Lip is debating joining the army and trying to navigate his love life, and their dog breeding sex toy selling neighbour Rhonda is still doing her weekly shop in their kitchen. How will they cope with the unexpected arrival of an estranged family member? Make sure to get your tickets from the link in the show notes below to see This Is Where We Get Off at the Webster's Theatre on the 11th of February 2023. Mm. I do want to talk to you about um, <laughs> the fact that the entire world, including the both <clears throat> of us, have jumped on the podcasting bandwagon since the beginning of the pandemic. Yeah. I like your podcast. I've listened to a few episodes. Overrated everything. Thank you, it? mate. Have I got the right yeah, thank wording? You, of, yeah, overrated Over- everything. Everything, yeah, yeah. I recommended yeah. it to somebody the other day and I was <clears> like, it's everything overrated and they were like, I can't find it. <laughs> I was like, no, no, I've got it. I'm subscribed on my phone. Um, I, I was listening the other night because, um, again, I don't know if this will be out. I'll just bleep it out if it isn't. I've got Sally Carmen coming on soon. and Oh, lovely, man. She's another one that you I can't particularly Sally. find a lot about on the internet. So I was like looking for podcasts that she's yeah. doing. I was listening to yours and I was like, oh, this is a good podcast. I'm going to subscribe and catch up. But when? I don't know because, like, life um <laughs> but yeah was it just a lockdown thing because it's not been an episode in a while has there no uh no no man so we, we started the podcast i think in like 2018 oh wasn't a lockdown thing yeah 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 it was pre sort of so i i i love podcasts i listen to a few different ones um and 8th of october 2018 there you go, yeah, yeah. So got some um, cracking guests. A few that we've had on we have man, on drama yeah. school dropout, Kieran Griffiths, um Sally yeah, Carmen's coming well. soon, Jessica lovely Ellis, lady. some people that have said no to the podcast. Yeah, some some great <laughs> people, Rebecca Ryan, the whole shameless cast, basically. Um yeah, yeah. My well, favorite I mean, TV I, I show. Live. Oh, is it? Yeah. Is it I'm in the wrong bedroom, man, but um from my, I'm in, I'm in my, my eldest bedroom, but from my front room, if you kind of crane a bit, you can see the old set, like, wow. it, like where they used to film it. So I live in the town where Shameless is based. It's my favorite. When I said before, it's a rough town. <laughs> Whenever people say where you're from, and I'm like Withinshaw, and they go, oh, where's that? And I go, do you remember Shameless? <laughs> and they're like, oh yeah, and they go, I've been That's there. That's where I live. Oh, you have? Yeah, it was ages. I used to Are be a blogger. Are you that much of a super fan? No, it was it was for something else, slightly slightly oh, less right. lowbrow. I used to be a blogger, and I got contacted. I don't know if you've ever heard of it. Dance Moms, the TV show. Dance Moms. Yeah, yeah. Is that like one of them? Yeah, where it's reality TV get, show. Like, Pushed but, into that. Yeah, 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 okay, yeah. The main dance teacher was doing an event and I got contacted and they were like, Can we book you to come and blog this? Because I had a few followers at the time. And I was oh, like, wow. Yeah. And I remember I did not know how the fuck to get to this place. Like I was I think I was 16 <laughs> in Manchester. I'd got the overnight mega bus down from Glasgow to Manchester. And I was like, how the fuck do I get to Withenshaw? I think I ended up on a tram, a bus, a train, one of them days. Yeah, yeah. It was a few years back. We've got a tram now, which is brilliant. But it's such a weird place because it's it's a small town in Manchester, but it's also bigger than the rest of Manchester. Yeah, like it's just huge. Like it's probably it probably is about at least the same size as the rest mm. of Manchester. But yeah, no, it's a great it's a great little place. But yeah, shameless was filmed around here. Uh, every time I go into there's a pub. It's closed now, but every time I used to go into this certain pub, there's a picture of Kieran on the wall. 
and I'd be drunk and I'd send him the picture because they used to film in there all the time. And it got to a point where I think he messaged me like, right, mate, I'm sending that picture loads now. Fucking leave it. And I'm like, sorry, mate. the first time. <laughs> yeah. I, I love Kieran. <laughs> he's a top bloke, man. He's a he's great the lad. the only person I will stay up until two o'clock in the morning to talk to. Because he's in Oz, isn't he, still? Yeah. Is he over there still? Yeah, and man. We... Yeah, I think he's settled down there now, isn't he? Yeah, we figured it out that we were gonna. It was gonna be one in the morning, and then we realized that the day, literally the day it happened, the clocks went back or something. It was either forward, or back. Ah, and we were like, shit. "See you in an hour." It was one of them. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, some great guests. Some lots of people who've been on my podcast. Lots of people who have said no to my podcast. With our podcast, you know, we 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 started it trying to make it like almost room one hundred and one. Yeah, you know, oh, they've got to come up and we've got to change the mind and da 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 da. And then we just slowly realized a lot of people were saying to us, like, oh, it just sounds like you're chatting to your mates down the pub. I really like that. And we were like, yeah, that's what we want, man. You know, and, and some, of the, some of the people that we have on are friends and some of the people that we have on, we don't know them, but we get to know them during the chat yeah. and, and they, they come on with an overrated subject, but that's just a, a way of getting into a chat like this, like the drama school thing. You know, it's just kind yeah. of a way of getting into yeah. a conversation. The amount and of people then, that, that text me back and go, no, they didn't go to drama school or they didn't drop out of drama school. And I'm like, no, just a title. Just a title. Yeah. Don't worry. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's just a catchy title. It's a nice way to break the ice between people. And then, because, you know, podcasts, to me, this is this is what a podcast is. It's people having a chat. Yeah. You stick it on while your missus has got you painting a wall or while you like, doing the pots or whatever. And you just chill out and you just listen to two to other perspectives mm. in life or, or whatever you know the way that i the podcasts that i like are the ones where it's like you're not listening to a podcast you're like overhearing a conversation exactly exactly and I think it's like that's you're in a the best way listening a question that I, I love to ask everyone is if you were doing a two-hander in the west end and somebody came and said to you listen we've got enough money as we need who do you want to be your co-star and you can pick anyone but they have to be alive who are you picking i'd probably do it with Tomo, actually, because we've got a great relationship together. Mm. I love him like a brother, and we both hate theatre, so we're going through it together. Do you we hate the theatre? Together, I'm not a fan of doing it, man. I'm, I mean, I've done. Do you know what the thing is? Is I've, I've not. I've, I did a play uh, about twelve years ago, and um, it was good. Enjoyed it, and then we did the Edinburgh Fringe, and we did it like twice a day for a month, and it just—it's just a. Re- repetition of it. I hate the Fringe. I'm just not a fan. Of it. Yeah, I mean, I loved Edinburgh Fringe. It was like such an eye-opener for me. Again, I'd never been to anything like mm. that before in my life. I just mainly went and watched all the comedy shows. I didn't watch a lot of theatre. Yeah. Um, and don't get me wrong, like, I'm one of them. Like, I do, I enjoy going to see plays. And every time I go and see a play, I come out going, oh, my God, that was the best thing I've ever done. I need to see more theatre. Mm. And then I never do until the next time <laughs> I go and see a play. But yeah, I'd probably pick Tomo as a, as a jokey one because we'd struggle through it. And then someone else, obviously, and and, and again, I'm nicking another mate of mine. So you had, you had Phil Hill Pearson on here. I listened to his episode as well. I love Another Phil. shameless um, star. But shameless, shameless star. He's sensing a pattern um, here, he, Ingram. <laughs> um, and he said, uh, Steve Graham. And I'd, I'd pick Steve Graham as well, just because he'd carry me through it. Mm. Tomo to wind up, Stephen, because he'd carry me through it because, he, you know, he's just such a star. Yeah. I've got to carry on my um, campaign forward slash tirade of Catherine Tate, please come on the podcast or please do a two-person show <laughs> on the West End with me. 
It's been a hundred <laughs> odd weeks now and she's still not made an appearance. She's still not listening. She's might, still not listening. Might have to change my answer to someone else soon. No, I'm kidding. Um, I fucking <laughs> love Catherine Tate. Um, we're going to play a game now and it's called Stage Right or Stage Shite. And it's three stories. Okay. Two of them are the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, and have been submitted by listeners. And one of them is a big fat lie that's been made up by our producer. And I, I read these earlier. They're fucking great. I, yeah. I, I have my suspicions, but we'll we'll dive into it. Number one, I was on tour and I got arrested for suspicious behavior. We had all just gotten into Leicester and I was minding everyone's suitcases in the hotel lobby while they were outside having a cigarette. So I was sitting there with like 15 suitcases and apparently that was considered suspicious behavior and I was arrested. I was let out an hour later and still made the get in call. Number two, our final drama school show was cancelled because the day before opening night, the leading man decided to let us know that he was dropping out of school to go to do a season in Ibiza. Number three, I got literally clotheslined on stage in front of 100 people by a washing line that I forgot was there. The worst part about it, I was carrying the basket of washing that was to go on the washing line. Number one. Right. I think number one's real. See, but I, I would just be like, it's my mate's suitcases. They're all outside having a fag. Go and have a look. Mm, yeah, that's true. That's true. It just seems, it just seems like, I don't know. I don't know. There number are three selfish for me people. is the one that stands out as. There are selfish people. Like, I definitely know people that would have cancelled to go and do a season of Ibiza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And definitely. I've forgotten like, I've things were it. on stage. Yeah, lots. but then, but then that just sounds too much like uh, like a like a slapstick comedy moment. Yeah. That one, if it happened, you'd go. You'd, oh, well, if it, it depends if it was a comedy play, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. We don't have to agree. I, I, think, I think three's fake. I think I'm one's real. For number one. Go on. Let's... Reveal it. <laughs> it's going to be number two. Number three is fake. Yeah, is that, you were that right. Yeah, yes. you were right. It just seemed like some someone had write up the clothesline. I got literally. That's what it was. I got literally clotheslined. I just don't think anyone would repeat it like that unless they were drunk. Like oh, I got literally clotheslined. Yeah. So I want to talk to you very briefly about this as England. Um, were you right. as ballsy as Thomas was and charged Shane Meadows to audition? <laughs> no, no, no. Was I? Heck? Was I? Heck? Um, no, I mean, I, I I think the differences between me and Tomo is I, at that point, already wanted to be an actor. I'd done yeah. it in school. I'd done it. I'd done plays and stuff like that. Tomo had no aspirations to be an actor or anything. I don't think he was Fell just... into a, his lap. I mean, he was only young. Yeah, he, he just, yeah. And, and that's amazing. Yeah, I don't think he was old and... enough to have aspirations yet. No, I mean, I mean, in fact, I am only a school year older than him, which a lot of people don't believe because of the massive difference between me at 14 when we did This Is England and Tomo looking about seven, even though he was yeah. 12 or 13. And um, But no, I, I auditioned, uh, like I said before, just a just typical audition. I do think what helped me massively is I, and I, and I often think this, and I need to ask Shane about it actually. So This Is England is, is about like subcultures and, and the love of like music and stuff like that. When I auditioned for This Is England, I remember my outfit to this day. I went in in like a Chicago Bulls vest and like really baggy shorts. Like I think they had two pack on the face. The shorts were like Machiavelli. So I I was that man. Like I, I was at that, at that age, like not a lot of other kids then really did it. It was like the, the, the sort yeah. of dying days of being in subcultures. But I literally loved hip hop so much that I like just look so out of place and I think maybe there was something in that where Shane was like oh well you know this kid loves his subculture yeah. you know he could but yeah yeah no I didn't charge I should have really 
mm. thinking about it. Tom got a PS2 and everything. Yeah, I think, by the end he got of... a fo- I think he had a phone, a PlayStation, that Fiverr order for the first audition. He's done all right, didn't he? Yeah, the PlayStation, I actually remember that was, we had like a week of rehearsals before we started filming. And it wasn't like a demand. It was a, oh, I've, I've forgot my PS2. Oh, like he didn't I even really, have a PlayStation. Deal with that. He probably didn't have a PlayStation Two, but the next day, what he did. Yeah. <laughs> did you? Did you take anything from the set? Don't think I did from the film, just because I was so young and I was so like shit scared of you'd lose amazed your job. <laughs> by it. All. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I've got like little bits from from each one. I've got mostly from Nine to I've got like um, I've got gadgets hoodie. Mm. But it's a replica. It's, everyone says to me, like, oh, man, that must be worth loads. It's like, no. In the original story, Gadget died. Mm. In the original scripts, I died. So they, they had multiple hoodies made for my, for my death in case there's blood and stuff like that. So yeah. I took a, a version of the hoodie and the hat and a really cool lighter that is the most 90s thing you've ever seen. I think I've got a lighter from 86 and 88 as well. I like lighters. Mm. I don't smoke, but I like, I just, yeah, they're just I, a nice little thing to collect. I'm on the hype train of I've just finished smoking. All right, okay. Just on oh, these I'm, mate, fucking shitty things. My wife is going mental at the minute because I I, I social smoke. So if I ever go out and have a drink, I'll have the odd one. And then my mate got me on one of them last week, the, the elf bars. And when we were, we, we were out, she said, oh, she went, yeah, I just have one around the house. And it's like, it gets too stressful with the kids. I go for a couple of puffs on it. And I was like, that's stuck in my head. So I've gone through five of them this week. I go through that's one how stressful day. it is with the kids. One a day. Jeez. Yeah. But I was a wow. full-time 40. Ah, there you go. There you go. See, I've, I, I've only ever social smoked since I was about 15. I miss and I've facts. never done the full, I've so never much. done the full-time thing. I really fucking it's miss It's so facts. bad for you, man. It's so the, bad for you. So is a lot kid, of things. So was a lot of things. And I'll never forget the look on my mother's face when I told her I'd quit. So over lockdown, me and my best mate wrote a play. And it was just yeah, like, yeah. A, it was a keep busy project. And then it came to a point where we were like, we did a rehearsed reading online, got a bit of money. We're like, should we book a theatre? And we ended up doing it and all that. And on opening night, my oh, mom nice. came. And obviously me being a smoker, my mum bought me this Zippo lighter. I've got it. It's down in the other room. And it's got, this is where we get off, title of the play, and the date of opening night. And I think this nice. lighter cost oh, nice. us 65 quid. And then three days later, I stopped smoking. Uh, oh, right. Okay. So the look on your mum's face. And she was like, I should have just bought you a fucking pen. Yeah. Don't know why I did you it in a like an arsonist pen. or something, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I've got a bottle of lighter fluid, so. Yeah, become like a, one of them like preppers. You can become a prepper. You know, <laughs> yeah. the ones who are waiting for the world to end. Yeah. And then you've got your Zippo lighter, your lighter fluid, so you're always at hand to, you know, sell You know what my issue would be, though? I can't hoard food. I would eat it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, like, I same, would actually. go and buy all the food, and then I would be like 10 minutes later. Oh, I'm a bit peckish. <laughs> Ten tins of soup later. Yeah, I've got 25 tins of beans in my basement. Mm. Maybe I should uh, should I hit one of them up? <laughs> yeah. Um, have you got a worst audition story? Um, I've got a couple. I auditioned once for, um, I think it was for a condom advert. It was very early days, and I'm a big lad. And um, I went in, and they were like, okay, yeah, so that was great. Um We'd like you to do it again, but what we'd actually like you to do is if you could do a little dance, but with your top off. 
And I just literally looked him in the face and I just went, get fucked. And they'd be like, sorry? And I was like, yeah, you can get fucked, mate. I was like, I'm not, nah, I'm not standing here dancing with my top off. I don't want it. Uh, Walked out. I auditioned for the wrong race once. Fun. Um, Yeah, I literally walked into, so it was was after, uh, not long after This Is England, it was one of my first sort of auditions and there was this new programme called Waterloo Road. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Um, It's when Waterloo Road was first becoming a thing. And I uh, I had a really, uh, I had a, a bit of a dodgy agent at the time. I mean, they were great, but like, I think they just sent people for everything. And this this was probably, you know, proof of that. Um, and it was the casting director who cast me in This Is England. Mm. And I just walked in and she was like, are you, are you, are you reading for Bolton Smiley? And I went, yeah. Oh. And she was like, Bolton's, Bolton's mixed race. And I was like, thought he was. I'm half Irish. Like, and she was like, no. Like, and I was no. like, yeah, I know. I was like, I literally, I got I got rid of that agent not long after that because I was like, yeah, you can't mix shit up like that. I just wasted yeah. a day to be told that, like, the obvious, like, I think even <laughs> You're white. Breakdown, it was like, well, that was it in the breakdown. It said, like, mixed race. So obviously I'm going, well, they must, they must have yeah. sent me for this for a reason. Is it that? Is it, could it just because I'm half Irish? No, that's not the thing. We're coming to the end <laughs> of the podcast now. Note to end on. Um, but one of the new closing traditions, if you're into podcasts, you'll probably think that I stole this as well, but I will just reiterate once more. I did not steal this. I thought of this all by myself and then listened to Diary of a CEO by Stephen Bartlett and realized that he does the same thing. Um, so it's a question from the previous guest to the current guest. They don't know who they're asking it and you won't know who you're asking either. Um, but the question that has been left for you is what medium do you prefer? TV, film, radio, or theatre. We can cross that fucking last one off after the conversation we just had. Yeah, not theatre. Um, I think, I think TV. I mean, no, film, film. Mm. I want to do more film, and I love doing film. Um, it's just amazing, and you know. But then, TV nowadays mm. can be like that. Like some of the TV that's coming out now, you know, your Game of Thrones and your stuff like that, where it may Still as well never just watched be. A- it. 50 hour th- oh, it's brilliant man I've, it may as well be like a 50 hour film but, I've um, been putting it off because I want to read the books but I've come to a realisation that the books are never going to get read yeah I've tried reading them about two or three times and I got really far I, got, I think I finished the first book got to the second book and I love Game of Thrones like mm. I love it I just don't have time to read man I've got kids yeah. in that like I can fit in an hour's programme but um, yeah I've yeah, got I lots think... of kids as well to look after that's my reason <laughs> I, I love reading and stuff, but it's just fucking getting into a new... It's like I, the, the stuff that I read is I read repetitively. So I read loads of plays, but mostly by the same yeah. authors. Right, Books okay. I tend to read a very similar job. And I think just trying to bully yourself into reading that a new style... Doesn't work. What question would you like to leave for the next guest? What's coming up next for you? Where can everyone find you on social media? Anything like that? Um, so I'm on Twitter, Andy L P Ellis. Uh, I think it's the same on Instagram, Andy L P Ellis, and St. Lewis Peters. Um, and then what's coming up? I just filmed a a really good comedy show called Murder They Hope um, mm. on UK TV Gold. I'm not being ignorant. I'm looking on. for um, really good. It's, no, you're right. Uh, Johnny Vegas and Sean Gibson. Yeah, you were right. Starring that. Fucking uh, love yeah, Johnny Vegas. Yeah, he's brilliant and he's such a lovely bloke. And um, I've been joking for years that like I need to 
being something with him because you know I could be a younger Johnny Vegas. Um, and we um, yeah, we got to work together and it was really nice. And he was he was a lovely bloke and and Sean Gibson as well from she was in car share and stuff. Mm. She was amazing, really nice. And I've got a big I've got a big one coming out. I hope in October. I'm not allowed to talk about it. It's been like proper quiet. But I'm guessing when's this coming out? Let me tell you. I've got a list. Got a list. Because <laughs> I'm recording slightly in advance. Yeah, good. Always good to do that with podcasts. First episode, <laughs> first week of November. Ah, right. Okay. So hopefully, if if what I heard was right the other day, you'll have seen um, me on your screens um, very recently. I've got. A, I can't. I still don't want to say what it is, just in case. But I've got. Um, I've got a big ITV drama coming out, um, and it's it's my first leading role. Um, Bend it like Beckham and... the musical. It is Bend It Like Beck in the Musical. No, it's my first leading role and I get to I get to act with some amazing, amazing British actors and work with a really, really good British director. And it was I, I filmed it last year, an absolute ball. And I mean if this going out in November, hopefully it's out by now. Hopefully you're enjoying it. But it's it's quite quite dark, it's quite deep um subject matter. Um right, I won't say what I was I hope I do it justice. Then. Yeah, I won't say what I was just about to say. I was gonna make a joke, but the past couple of times I've made those jokes, I've been eerily spot on. Oh right, okay. Broadchurch okay. coming back. It's not Broadchurch. No, okay. it's a new drama. It's a it's a, it's a limited series. Um, now I can and... make the joke. So yeah. everybody, you heard it here first. Broadchurch is coming back. <laughs> um, I, I've done that a few times when somebody's been I'm like, "I've got lead. something coming up." <laughs> oh, I might know what you're doing actually. Ah right, okay. Do it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, thank you so much for coming on. Genuinely, it's been such a pleasure. I'm just aware that we're well over an hour now, and I was like, "Yeah, no got man. children. He's got children. They're, they're starving right. downstairs. It's... They've made their way it's through right. the box like... of frosties." <laughs> I left them out on the front. I've not heard from him. <laughs> He's joking. No, they, my wife is at home with, with the children. Don't yeah, worry. Yeah, but your they wife is fine. probably like, well, this can't stop talking to my husband so he can come and do the childcare. She's probably getting a bit stressed out. Yeah. She's my... probably watched Moana about four times now <laughs> or whatever they've watching. My name will be a swear word in your house pretty soon. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on. Genuinely, it's been such a pleasure chatting to you. Oh, no worries, man. Thank you very much. And there we have it, another episode of Drama School Dropout, episode 106 completed. Thank you so much to Andy for coming on the podcast. Genuinely, I had so much fun chatting to you. And if you at home have enjoyed this episode, please scroll down and follow us both on social media. And if you're feeling extra generous while you're down there, please leave a rating and a review. It means the absolute world. This podcast market is so oversaturated, so it's really important that we do get ratings and reviews. Genuinely, it means the absolute world. Click the subscribe button so you get a little notification every time a new episode of Drama School Dropout hits the shelves and don't forget if you have a story for stage right or stage shite please go down into the show notes again and click the link to the google form and submit your story and once again to everybody who listens thank you so much we're literally one month away now less than a month away from the two-year anniversary of all of this craziness starting it means the absolute world that people continue to come back each week and i genuinely couldn't be more thankful so thank you so much and as per usual i'll be back again next week with a brand spanking new episode every tuesday at 6am i hope you have a great week stay safe i love you drama school dropout no graduation day for you drama school dropout thought your whole course now
try something new, trying to scoot home.